Four hours, I can do that, no problem. No problem whatsoever. But I ain't going to do it. I don't got enough voice to. We, uh, we went out on the river last night, amen. It was nice and cold out there, but froze to death. I thought I was going to have pneumonia today, but thank God we didn't. I do feel a little bit, uh, I do feel it a little bit in my, in my throat, though. My voice don't want to last long, but it don't have to last very long. Just one more night, amen, then I can rest it up before Sunday school on Sunday morning. Proverbs chapter 31 tonight. Last night we played hardball. And tonight we're doing underhanded slow pitch. Nice and easy tonight. Got something nice and easy for you tonight, but something that might help you. And I'm going to preach on women tonight. I know you'll be glad about that. Amen. Women. Preaching right at the women. Hard, straight, mean preaching. Now you ladies didn't know you was having a ladies meeting tonight, but you're having a ladies meeting tonight. Amen. And so uh, I don't know what you fellas will do. This don't even pertain to y'all. I guess y'all can go out in, in the yard and uh, play or something. I don't, know. I don't know what you do. I'd rather you stay in here. I, I don't never preach a message like this before. I ain't never heard a man preach a message like this before, but I'm going to do it because I feel like that's what the Lord wanted me to do. And uh, I'd have to say, I got no insight on being a lady. I've never been a lady. I, I don't, uh, my pronouns are he, and you're an idiot. <laughs> I don't even want to discuss that junk, amen? I feel, I feel awkward talking to ladies. I don't know if I ever give you a vibe like I don't know what in the world I'm doing or where I'm at. But I tell you, I just don't know how to talk to ladies except for my wife. And some of the ladies around here, Joyce and Heidi and folks that I've known a long time, Miss Stephanie and different folks like that, that I, Miss Faye, no problem. Miss Linda, no problem. <laughs> I can talk to these, I can talk to my mother real good. My, mom, my mama understands me, amen. But when I, you know, start talking, you know, religion puts so much, um, uh, anxiety on things, you know, some things are appropriate and some are not, and some, and that's reasonable, amen, and, and uh, you never know, you never know, uh, you know, what people are thinking or stuff like that, but I feel perfectly comfortable up here, amen, so I'm going to talk to you ladies straightforward tonight, and with, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I'll be able to do it without feeling awkward at all, and, and if you think I'm awkward, it really don't matter, because i got a wife, and I'm going home with her, and everything's going to be all right, amen, she likes me, I can talk to her sometimes, although she is a little bit scary, y'all ever been around her, ever she's a little bit intimidating, and uh, I believe she is what this chapter talks about. Now, you hear it now, it's a, it's a popular phrase out in the world now about a strong woman. Yeah. Well, they didn't get that from the world. Uh, the word virtuous, and that's what this verse says here in verse number 10, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. That word virtuous doesn't mean moral. The word virtue and moral is not the same thing. Virtue means strong. The Bible says in uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, add to your faith virtue. Well, add to your faith strength. And that's exactly what you need. If you're going to live a life of faith, you're going to need some strength to do it. Because it's so much easier to live by sight. This is what's in front of me. This is actually what's, uh, the thing you see in front of you ain't actually what you see in front of you. And I can say this for the benefit of ladies and young ladies alike. The fellow you see in front of you ain't always exactly what he going to turn out to be later on. Amen. Uh, a fellow will tell you a lot of things. 
He certainly will in order to uh, uh, get you to go out on a date with him or something like that. Or uh, be real nice, amen, if, you, if he wants to buy a gun or something like that. <laughs> amen. Ain't that right, fellas? Yeah, amen. amen. Just do it. Amen. Uh, get forgiveness instead of permission. Amen. Be a man. Amen. All right. I read you the verse. Well, I think I read it. Let's read it. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. So the world didn't come up with this idea of a strong woman. God came up with that idea. And he tells us exactly what it is. And I think, listen, I think uh, uh, you men really don't have to go out in the yard. I think these attributes make us strong anybody. But it's not just anybody that's talking about. Amen. Now, some things in the Bible I don't like. Amen. When I read through my Bible, I read it. Uh, like I said, there's a place to start in the beginning. Start over there and read it all the way through. Some things I don't like. I don't like how when, uh, when the angels came to Sodom and the, uh, the, the city folks began to beat around the door and say, Hey, uh, bring those men out. He said, well, I'll bring out my daughters to you. But you're going to have to kill everybody in the house before you get my daughters. I don't know what that mentality is about. I know that's not a God-ordained idea that, that that was all about. Lot wasn't living in the center of uh, Christianity. He was living in a wicked and evil place. And for some reason, he was willing to, uh, to give up his daughters. I believe, I believe Lot and them two angels could have took the whole city. As a matter of fact, Lot didn't even have to get involved. Amen. If you got two angels and you know they're angels, don't say, hey, I'll send my daughters out to you. Turn around and say, you're going to help or what? I gave you a place to stay tonight. You're going to have to earn your keep. Amen. That's just the way, that's the way that I see that thing. Amen. Well, there's a few illustrations, and they're never godly illustrations, but there are a few illustrations like that in the Bible. I don't care for that too much. Amen. I don't care for that too much. Now, I know you've probably all heard I hate women and stuff like that, and there's uh, uh, different folks trying to lump me in with that kind of thing, but that's just not true. Not true. Now, I can't help what the Bible says. The Bible says a man ought to lead his home, and I believe that. I believe that with all my heart. And I, I wish uh, I wish every household had a man that would uh, take the charge and take responsibility. And, and listen, whether you lead it or not, you still got responsibility for it. That's just, that's just what the Bible says. And uh, I think a lot of ladies would be glad to. And I think they're strong enough to lead a house and do stuff like that. And I think if a man don't want to do it, I believe there's plenty of ladies out there that will and probably do a good job of it. But guess what? God's still going to come to the one responsible. That's the way it is. And God, God's still going to hold you responsible even though somebody else is doing your job. But I think these, all these things can apply to a man and a woman. And they apply to young ladies. I'm talking about, you know, children, teenagers, and, uh, and uh, young boys. I think this applies to all them too. Amen. And sometimes, you know, it has happened on this earth that daddies had to be mamas. Amen. You, you might not want to use that terminology, but there's been times and places where men have had to take the responsibility to do some things. And I think maybe uh, sometimes people don't even realize the advantages they've got until there's a situation where you've got to stand in and do the work. Amen. I'll tell you what will help you out real good. Send your wife uh, uh, on a weekend excursion with some of the ladies in the church and you make the breakfast and you change the diapers and you do stuff like that. And I already see some head shaking. Amen. Amen. Uh, but I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not easy work. Amen. Not easy work. But, uh, and neither is it easy work being a man. Looks easy sitting around, you know, watching everything go on. I know that looks easy, but it ain't. 
That was a joke right there, boy. I, I, think, I think it is going to be hardball tonight. I think, there is go, I think there might be some hurt feelings, but it ain't going to be the ladies tonight. Anyway, Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. I think I read the verse, didn't I? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and your grace tonight. Thank you, God, for giving me the opportunity to come here and preach. And I, I pray for these people, God, uh, the, the people of this church, the people, God, that's come from other churches uh, Lord, I thank you, God, uh, that folks have come out this week, and uh, it's been a blessing to me, and God, I hope that uh, something that I've said this week from the Holy Spirit, from the Word of God, has been a help and a blessing to the people. I pray, oh God, you'd help and, and use these things that's been preached this week, God, uh, long after, God, this meeting is, op uh, is over, God. Now, thank you and praise you. Now, Lord, I'm uh, talking about some things tonight, dear God, that uh, uh, that I can see clearly and plainly out of the Word of God. I I don't believe that men and women are the same. I think they see things uh, perhaps from different perspective. They might see them the same way, but I think we see things from a little bit different perspective. And I don't claim to have any insight about the heart and mind of a woman. Don't even care, oh God, to have those things. But I, I do know what the Word of God says, and I know what it means, and I can certainly explain it. And God, maybe somebody gets some help from it this morning or this evening, and, and perhaps God, even some men will say, well, I can have that uh, quality myself because strength is strength no matter who has it. And I pray, oh God, you'd help us tonight and have mercy upon us tonight, oh God. Now thank you and praise you for everything that you do. In Jesus Christ's name I ask these things. Amen. Amen. Who can find a virtuous woman for her, uh, her price is far above rubies? Uh, first of all, let me say this. Don't ever mistake what the world uh, puts value in. Uh, for what God for what God puts value in, and I'd be much more interested in what God had to say about a thing than the world. Uh, popularity or power is not the most important thing. That's true for men. It's true for women. And so the Bible says that this virtuous woman, this strong woman, it says her price is far above rubies. Some of you fellas, you got a good wife. You don't. Uh, you you better not uh, take that for granted. You better be thanking God for it. Amen. You better be praising the Lord. You might look around the yard and say, well, I got this and I got that and I got this and I got that. I think probably the first thing you ought to do is say, Lord, thank you for this here wife you gave me. And Lord, thank you for this. And uh, maybe what you've got would turn into a living hell if you didn't have somebody to go through it with you. Amen? Amen. So it, that price is far above rubies. Before you set your mind on big houses and big cars and big careers, you better find somebody to go through life with you. Amen? Uh, because you can have all that big stuff and have the wrong person to go through it with you and get yourself in a mess. It won't be enjoyable. What's the use of having a big old house if you're not going to be able to enjoy it? What's the use in having a big time career if you got nobody to come home and and uh, uh, have some uh, enjoy the sentimental value of that thing with you? God sure has been good to us, Amen. So it's a it's a price that you can't pay, Amen. I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't got no rubies. <laughs> it says her price is far above rubies. I don't even have one ruby, Amen. But I got a Ruthie, Amen, and that's good, Amen. So I'm 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 ahead of the game, Amen. So it says, uh, it says, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. And uh, th uh, whether you're a man or a woman, if you've got a spouse, if you've got somebody uh, that you can trust and somebody that you ain't got to worry about all the time. And you know, I thought about this in comparison with what God said. 
God said that, uh, now you read the Bible and, and it's plain to see that God's not going to share his glory. God doesn't share his glory. But most of the time when we read that, we look at that from the context. We look at that as the context as God not going to let us take the glory. If I preach a good sermon, I'm not going to take the glory for him. I'm going to give God the glory. Well, that's right and true, but I don't think that's the sense in which God meant that thing fully. It's a, God, don't want, God, don't want a, uh, God don't want you to worship another God. In other words, he's talking about not sharing his glory with Baal, not sharing his glory with the devil. You're supposed to give God the glory. And you know the Bible says God will give grace and glory. Yeah. That's Psalm uh, chapter number 84 verse 11. The Lord God will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. God will give you glory. God will give you glory. God will increase your glory. So God don't want you worshiping another God. Now, so this thing about a man trusting his wife, now you can distrust anybody else all you want to, but make sure you trust your wife. Amen. Amen. Now, that goes, you got to be trustworthy. Amen. Amen. And you got to be trusted. You married, you, you married her. You said you did. Yeah. Amen. So go ahead and do. Amen. Trust her and walk with and go with her. Amen. And, uh, you know, I, I know it's uh, in the world we live in, there's so much loose living. All you got to do is uh, turn on Facebook or, or Instagram or something like that. There's a lot of loose stuff you got to avoid there. Amen. You got to be very careful about that stuff. And so you think the whole world's that way. Well, the whole world ain't that way. The whole world ain't that way. And if you find a good Christian wife or you find a good Christian husband, then you ought to be able to trust them and, and don't let that suspicion eat your mind up. Amen? And you say, well, what, what about it? Well, you're talking about building a good relationship. You're going to have to start with trust. Well, I might trust her and she might do something out of the way. Well, she might trust you and you might do something out of the way. Well, she might mess up. Well, you might mess up too. Anybody might mess up. Anybody, anybody might have bad thoughts or something like that. But boy, I tell you what, you got somebody whose heart's right with God, that'll keep them from a lot of that. Yeah, right. Amen. So help them be right with God. Yeah, you know how somebody becomes trustworthy? They get right with God. Yeah. So I, they, oh, they, I know them. I know their past. They've done some bad things. All of us done some bad things. But now we're Christians, right? Yep. Amen. Uh, now, I have no problem with preaching about the don'ts. Don't do this and don't do that. But I also am very willing to preach on the do's. Do start living right. Do set your heart on it. Amen. I just figure people got saved because they wanted to do right. I hope that's true. And if God says preach against something, I'm more than happy to do it. But hey, uh, part of the Christian life is trust. That's one of the simplest songs that we begin with, isn't it? Trust and obey. I'm not going to sing it because Tommy won't get up here and sing it with me. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. And that's, that song got a lot of truth in it, even if it is just a simple little uh, song like that. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy. I tell you what, you're not going to sit around, I wonder... You're not going to do that. And, and if there's something like that that's causing some, un, uh, some distrust, go ahead and get rid of that and keep your husband. Yeah. And get rid of that and keep your wife. Yeah. Amen. There's nothing you've got that's more important than your wife. And there's nothing like, there's nothing you've got, your Facebook account or anything else, more important than your husband. Yeah. So if there is a problem, get rid of the thing and then build the trust. Then there'll be, then there'll, you know, go. I mean, just spend some time building some trust. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
Amen. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe, I don't know what it is, but I know this. If you're lacking trust between the husband and the wife, get rid of the other stuff first because you, uh, you and him or you and her, whatever the case may be, is the more important thing. Yeah. Amen. Well, I'd like to do this and I'd like to do that. Well, go ahead and do it, but build some trust first. Right. Amen. Amen. I've heard of people getting in squabbles because the wife started going to the gym and, and or the husband started going to the gym and they started dropping some pounds and, and uh, she started seeing him or he started seeing her like he did when she was a teenager and stuff like, oh, I don't know if I ought to let you go do that. And I, well, why not, man? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to make that decision yourself, but if something's causing distrust, fix the trust first. Right. Amen. There'll be a gym anytime. You can build a gym in your backyard. Amen. The, if there's a problem, choose your husband. Yeah. I mean, you made a vow about your husband. You didn't make a vow. You can cancel that subscription anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's right. You can do, you can, hey, there's plenty of ways to get in shape, yeah. lose weight or whatever. The, you can quit eating for that matter. <laughs> I mean, whatever it takes, amen. Or I'll just tell you what, if, if one of you thinks the other one's too fat, you gain weight too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Both of you just roll around town. Amen. <laughs> It'd be better than living with the anxiety, wouldn't it? Yeah. Sure it would. Sure it would. The heart of her husband does surely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. Amen. Got everything I need. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, I done explained that to you without reading the rest of the verse. Got everything I need right here. Got my wife, got everything I need. You might say, I got this fat little husband, got everything I need. I got this skinny little pipsqueak that I'm going to have to defend in a fight. <laughs> if somebody's going to shoot a deer around here, it's going to have to be me. <laughs> Amen. Hey, well, just let it roll that way and just trust one another. Amen. Amen. Be glad to, ha be glad to have what you got. Amen. Amen. Well, some fellows is better at thinking than fighting anyway. Amen. Just got to do what you got to do. No need to spoil. I don't need to go take nothing from nobody else. Got just exactly what I need. Wouldn't that be a better attitude than that suspicious stuff? Amen. So it says, uh, it says uh, in verse 12, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. You get a trustworthy, strong woman that loves God, she'll do you good all your life. Amen. And I believe the same way about a good godly man too. I'm not saying there'll never be no bumps in the road. Maybe there'll be some arguments along the way. Maybe there'll be some things. I mean, flesh is all, fle all flesh is grass. There ain't no preacher flesh. There ain't no deacon flesh. There ain't no, there ain't no, there ain't even no Christian flesh. The flesh is flesh. And there'll be bumps along the way and he'll do things and she'll do things that's going to be dumb and, and maybe makes you scratch your head at him a little bit, but go ahead and give him or her the benefit of the doubt and go on with it. If you, if you look around the rest of their life and they're reading their Bible and they're praying and going to church, they're probably trying to do the right thing. Now, if they lay down their Bible for six months, I don't know if they're trying to do the right thing or not. You might have to pray. You know, sometimes uh, the men's supposed to be the spiritual leader, but sometimes the lady has to be the spiritual leader for a little while. A man will get cold on God. A man will get frustrated. You know what a man likes to do? Well, this is the animal nature. We're not animals. We're men. But a man wants to dominate. A man wants to, a man wants to dominate everything. Sometimes he'll, find, he'll run up against a wall that he ain't able to break down. He'll get disgusted. He might quit praying. 
He might quit reading his Bible. He might even stop going to church. Don't let that make, let you stop going to church, ladies. Amen. You're going to have to pull through. Amen. Amen. If at the end of your days you found out you pulled him all the way through to glory, go ahead. Amen. If that's what it takes. Amen. That just proved the point. You're strong. Amen. Amen. You stay on your knees and, and trust God, and I believe you can get him right. Amen. He said, that ain't my job to do. So what? So what? Amen. Sometimes it just falls to you. See, we live in a world now where everybody wants fair. Everybody wants fair. And that ain't the world we live in. Man will never evolve to the point where everything is fair. Where there's no more stress and there's no more struggle. And listen, the, the source of all that stress and struggle and all that stuff, it's not bigotry or racism or any kind of stuff like that. What it is is we live, in a, we live on a planet where people are struggling day out and day in and day out to get the next best position. And I'm telling you, it's every man for himself most times. But that's not what the Christian life is about, and that's not what a married life is about. The married life is uh, I do, and you do, and we're going to do until the day we die, and we're going to finish this race together. That's what it's supposed to be about. That's what it's supposed to be about. And uh, maybe some folks have had hardship along those lines, but just get the thing right and go on and do what you can with what you got. You can't do nothing about what you did 10 years ago or 12 years ago. And, and uh, you know, I don't believe in divorce at all. I don't believe in it at all. But some folks have got divorced and got remarried. And I'm not going to say one thing about that. All you can face is tomorrow. You can't go back and fix yesterday and the day and the day before that. Just read God's Word and, and find out what God tells forgiven sinners to do and go on and do it. Amen. 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 You can't change one way. Listen, you can't change what the Bible says about divorce no more than you can change what it says about stealing or adultery or anything else. You, can't, you just can't do it. But all you can do is say, God, forgive me for that. If God, if God will forgive stealing, He'll forgive divorce or anything else. I mean, just go on, do what God tells you to do, amen. Do, do what God allows you to do and find a way to trust one another. Amen. Amen. Uh, if you can't trust Him, I don't know who else you could trust in this world. Amen. 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 That's true. Uh, uh, verse number uh, 13, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Let me tell you, ladies, something. Now, I don't agree with this idea a woman's supposed to stay inside the house and cook all day. And I mean, maybe that's part of your job. I don't know. But I do know this. That I, somewhere along the way, and I think this is the way it happens, and I think, I think uh, people in general are reactive you ought to be proactive. If you're busy doing what you're supposed to do to begin with, you wouldn't worry about some of these things that get said. I, and I, I know I'm a little bit that way myself. Somebody says, I'm going to wipe out fundamentalism. Well, I, I might have to fight you back on that. No, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm just going to keep going the way I'm supposed to go. And it'd be hard, to, it'd be hard while you're doing all this other stuff, it's going to be hard for you to catch up with me and wipe anything out. Amen. Just do what I'm supposed to do. But I think there was a time in our culture. Now, I'm talking about culture. Now, here's one of the great lessons of tonight's message. There's a difference between culture and Bible religion. Amen. Amen. Now, Americans got used to ladies staying at home and, you know, working around the house while a man go out and work and stuff like that. And uh, there come a time in this country where a lot of ladies was forced into the workplace 
during World War II and World War I a little bit as well, but during World War II especially, ladies was forced into the workplace because there wasn't no men here. Men was dying left and right over there in Europe, and uh, ladies started going to, you know, Rosie the Riveter and all this stuff. With I still look at that picture, I'm like, that ain't really a bicep. I don't know what she's showing off, amen. Uh, uh, but more power to her, amen. The ladies stepped in, did, you know, a uh, preacher like his wife, my pastor's wife when I was growing up, uh, I bet y'all seen a movie they made several years ago, A League of Their Own, where the ladies stepped in and played baseball, professional baseball, while the men, while the men, uh, they canceled the baseball league while the uh, men were overseas fighting. And so these ladies stepped in and made their, they're not only building aircraft and tanks and stuff like that. I, I love to see a group of ladies building the M1 Abrams thing, man. That'd be, that'd be awesome. But anyway, these ladies stepped in. That wasn't just a movie. That was a real thing. And the team in North Carolina, my pastor's wife, Jewel Lackey, pitched for that baseball team. Amen. And I, I double dog dare you to tell that lady she ought to be at home, you know, vacuuming the rug. She, she was a go-getter, boy. Yeah. The the theme around town was Miss Lackey runs them in, Preacher Lackey runs them out. <laughs> Amen. And uh, she she got at least sixty three preachers that she got on the bus route, and they come to church and got saved, and now they're in the ministry or had been in the ministry before they died. 63, that's pretty good. That's more than I got. As a woman, as a woman did that. You say, why? Because she's working. But look, she's working. This thing is what I said all that for. Listen, I have no problem with the lady working. No problem whatsoever. No problem whatsoever. But here's the thing. She worketh willingly. Willingly. Well, I just don't know what I'd want to do. Well, I wouldn't do nothing until you found something you was willing to do. Amen. And whatever that is, you'll do it good. Make cups and shirts if that's what you want to do. Amen. You probably won't want to do it after you've made about 5,000 of them. And to me, that's good, man. If you start doing something like that, some arts and crafts stuff, and that sells a little while and you get tired of doing it, well, quit and do something else later on. And whatever you do willingly, man, I wish some of you fellas would know that. You know what I've seen, Brother Curtis, now that I think about it? I've seen people say, I'll tell you what, my wife ain't going to do nothing. She's going to stay at home. She's going to take care of my youngins. And that's what I want. Because that's culture. That's not religion. But they're in hardship. They can't hardly afford to pay the bills when that's a person that could very well help out. Amen. And if she wants to go home and sit on the couch or whatever she wants, but it has to be done willingly. It has to be done willingly. Amen. Some ladies will just say, I'd rather stay home and take care of my kids and do this, clean the house or whatever, maintain the house. Clean the house sounds so mean. You ladies need to get in the kitchen. I'm not saying that sort of thing at all, and I think you know me better than that. But what I'm saying, if that's what she's willing to do and what she wants to do, I'd let her do just that. And if we needed extra money, I'd try to work extra hard. I'd try to do it. I'm kind of lazy, but I'd try. <laughs> Amen. Amen. She was doing good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. You know, Solomon got a problem. I don't know how that fellow ever come up with a thousand wives. Did you know Solomon had a thousand wives? I don't know how he did it. I mean, that's kind of weird to me, uh, especially when you consider verse 14. The man was not a flatterer. Yeah. 
You know how you fellas was when you met your wife. You so pretty. Man, you, you pretty as you can be. Man, you're more beautiful than whatever you said to her. But I guarantee you it wouldn't like this. She is like the merchant ships. <laughs> you're going to get in trouble that way, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you know, Solomon wrote Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon. The next couple of books here is all Solomon's wonderful works, amen. The Bible said he's the wisest man ever. And he says stuff to his wife like, your eyes are like fish pools. <laughs> and he says, uh, your neck is like an ivory tower. <laughs> You long neck, giraffe looking, muddy eye. <laughs> uh, 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 that sounds like that woman talking to Fred Sanford, don't it? You, you long neck, muddy eyed, kitty daddy. You. <laughs> uh, that ain't no way to talk to your wife. She ain't gonna like you. Uh, darling, you look just like a merchant ship coming into the driveway today. <laughs> That's dumb, ain't it? That's pretty stupid. But he got a thousand ladies talking that way. They say ladies like bad boys. I guess that's true. Talk bad to them. Talk bad to them. And let me say, if that's true, you ladies need to quit that. Uh, running after these fellas that ain't got no rules and regulations. And then, listen, when they marry, if they ain't got no rules and regulations that come from her mama... If they ain't got no respect for the mama, they ain't going to have no respect for you. You can, you can take that to the bank. That wasn't even part of the message. Of course, I ain't got no illustration. I don't even know. What, I don't got no outline. I don't even know when to stop tonight. Amen. I guess I'll stop when I get to the end. She's like the merchant ship. She bringeth her fruit from afar. You know, uh, uh, all these ladies, you know, they want to get in politics now. And I, I guess there's probably some ladies that got some sense enough to do that. But did you know... Did you know that uh, the state of Pennsylvania has a bunch of ladies in their legislature? And uh, they're doing such a good job, they've uh, declared uh, 2023 Taylor Swift, the, the Taylor Swift era. That's the kind of work they're doing. Wow. Yeah. Well, we ain't got no other problems that's more pressing than making sure Taylor Swift gets some recognition. That's not, that's not what that's all about, amen? But I think, I think uh, and I just believe this is true because I'm not sure that God had much thought about legislatures and town councils and stuff like that when he began to create man. But I know he made a, male, a, a man, a male and a female, a woman, put him in the garden and said, be fruitful and multiply. And I believe one of the dearest things to a, heart, to a woman's heart ought to be her children. Amen. And I've seen some men, even fathers, the father of the children, try to come in between mothers and daughters. I, what, uh, my mother divorced her first husband in 1973, and that feller didn't care a thing about us, and the only thing he tried to do for the next several years was to come in between her kids and her. And she had a whooped that fellow up one side and down the other if she'd have had the chance to, but he was a little weasel. Amen. Now, I understand there's a lot of situations where things, every situation's not the same. I understand that, but I'm telling you, a woman, she cares about her little babies. 
Amen. And if you care more about running for legislature than you do taking care of your children, you're wrong about that. Amen. And I say this too, you fellas, you want to run for the state legislature without, you want to get in some kind of a position in a company or in politics more than you want to take care of your kids, you're just as wrong too. Amen. But See, I think a godly man and a godly woman, they'd care a little bit more about their children than about those things. Amen. That's the thing it ought to mean the most. Amen. She riseth also while it is yet night. This is verse 15. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. I suppose that's her daughters or maybe she's got some little young ladies in the neighborhood running after her trying to see what she does. I think that's a good idea. I think if you're a young lady and you see a lady that's a godly lady, I think you ought to get next to her. If, even if you've got to go spend the night with her and see what she does and how she does. Yeah. Amen. What we got too much of is criticism. I don't yeah. think she should do that. I don't think she should do this. I don't think she should do that. Well, you're not the one to say. Amen. Amen. What you say about your house is, is gold. That's the golden rule down at your house. Yeah. Brother Curtis, we had a lady here, and she was more interested in uh, criticizing all the other girls in the church. And, she, and basically, I got tired of that one day and said, hey, be still about that thing. And leave them kids alone. You take care. You get your own kids to Sunday school, and don't worry about it. Lay out a Sunday school, and then worry about what everybody else, how much makeup they got on, or what size dress or color dress they got on. You need to worry about your own. Amen. 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 And then so you find a good example, go investigate. It's not a competition, though. Yeah. Oh, they're doing this, they're doing that. Mind your business. You know, I think it's high time the Baptists were told to mind their business. Yeah. And I'm a Baptist. I'm a faithful Baptist. I, I, the Lord being my helper, I'll be a Baptist when I die. But Baptists got problems like everybody else. Mind your business. I don't think she ought to, well, I don't know. I, I don't think you know. I don't think that lady is doing everything right. You might not know everything about that lady. Amen. Amen. Everybody wasn't raised like you. Everybody don't have your amount of Bible knowledge. If somebody ain't doing something right, help them. And I mean help them. Amen. Help them. Not like you help your kids. Shut up and get out of here. That ain't help. I mean, you might have to say it sometime. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I find that kind of talk don't help. I was on the receiving end of that talk when I was a kid. Uh, now I'm in the place where I get to preach, amen? And I, I, saw what, I, saw, I saw and felt what it felt like, amen? I know what it feels like to have somebody tear your head off when you just didn't understand the situation. And I know what it's like also when somebody understood exactly what was going on but still had compassion, took time to sit down and explain stuff to me. Amen. amen. I'll tell you the difference between those two things is night and day. And if anybody has that kind of wisdom, it ought to be a mama. Amen. A portion for her maidens. She considereth the field and buyeth it. See, this lady not only out in the, she's in, she's in real estate. Amen. Amen. Oh, Brother Mike, I don't think ladies ought to work at all. Well, you, you're not reading your Bible then. Here's one chapter, listen, one chapter in the Bible about what a good lady is, man. I mean, the whole thing basically is dedicated to that, and it's laying down the law, ain't it? So, well, that's conflict. That, Brother Mike, that's conflict with what I was I know, but you was raised in America, and America's a wonderful place. I don't intend to ever leave out of America, and hopefully God never calls me to be a missionary. I love America. 
I love American culture, but the American culture is not infallible. And what I was saying a while ago is, when that, when that swing happened of women into the workforce, man, it's like, now hold on now. A woman's place is in the kitchen. Well, I just can't find that in my Bible. And if we're going to make a decision, it ought to be something that's in the Bible. Yeah. Amen. 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 Uh, I don't know if it's going to be real estate or whatever. Looks to me like this lady had her hands in just, she'll be in the market here in a little bit. And then she'll be building the sewing machine just in a little bit after that. And we've got a lot of things to go through here. Sounds like she can do a lot of things. Sounds like she's a jack of all trades to me. Sounds like she's willing to do just whatever it takes to get her family by. Amen. But if she got smart enough sense to, if she got enough sense to buy some real estate and then plant a vineyard, I want to know where in the world she gets all this time. <laughs> I say, Ruth, can you do this for me? I'm kind of busy right now. Well, Lord, have mercy. This lady here is buying real estate and planting a vineyard. <laughs> You reckon she hired somebody to do all that stuff, amen? I'm going to have to hire y'all to plant my vineyard because my poor husband, you know, he needs some help. You just wait till we see where the feller is in this thing. Mm-hmm. He, he, <laughs> oh, I'm about to give away the ending here. Let me read some more. She considereth the field. She considers it. Lady's got enough sense to look at something and consider it. Well, now, when you read your Bible, don't just read it and pick out the parts you like. This is some consideration. I said last night that God puts his hand on somebody, and what he makes out of them is analysts. They're able to look at something and say, this is this, and this is that, and this ought to be done, and that ought to be done. She considereth the field. When's the last time you was about to make a decision and you sat down and considered it a little while? Amen. I don't know if that'd be a good investment or not. Well, what does a woman know about investing? I'm just reading it off the paper. I'm telling you what the words mean that says, I don't know nothing about being no lady. I've never been a lady. I was born this way. Amen? But I can read. I might be a dumb old uneducated uh, boy from the hills of North Carolina, but I can read this page right here. And I can, I can tell you right now a lot of stuff that we've heard over the years ain't exactly so. And yep, you can get some stuff might be close to the truth, but that doesn't, that doesn't make it so just like you want it to be so. Amen. Amen. And you know what I think a lot of fellas think they might get outdone. That's possible. I wonder if a preacher like you ever stepped back and said, how in the world does she do that? I tell you how she does, she's just faithful to do it. Yeah, yeah. When all them people are gone, this is how you do it. You just tell people about Jesus everywhere you go. And you just, if you're a lady and you're going to do something, just be the same everywhere you go. She got cancer in 1985, I believe it was, and they was going to do an operation on her. They laid her down on the table and she said, hold up just a minute. Before you put me under, I might not wake up. Let me tell you about Jesus. And them doctors stood there. Ain't a doctor, ain't an important businessman or a doctor or a legislature in North Carolina would uh, interrupt Miss Lackey while she was talking. She, she was strong. She, that means she had power when she spoke, people listened. And if, if the town council would give them any trouble, Miss Lackey would go down there and say, let me tell y'all something. If y'all don't quit messing with us over there, God's going to get you. Yes, ma'am. Problems went away. Oh, the big preacher, the worldwide known preacher going to handle some stuff. He didn't need to handle it. Go get him, Jewel. <laughs> Amen. 
(laughs) Sometimes she didn't wait for permission. (laughs) Amen. She considereth the field and buying it. The buying part, to me, the buying part and the raising of it, planting a vineyard, that ain't even the important part. She considereth it. Amen. Boys, it didn't get this quiet last night. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She's strong. She girdeth her loins with strength. She's getting some exercise, all right. That's she strengtheneth her arms. I wonder what that means. It means exactly what it says. She's getting strong. Amen. You say, well, why, what's that have to do with anything? Hey, ladies, we live in a rough world. Uh, you're going to have to strengthen yourself. Amen. Make yourself strong. Do some push-ups when ain't nobody looking. You said, that really means uh, it's not spiritual. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. That's what it means. You better get strong. Hey, I'll tell you what, when this body begins to slow down, you get about 50 years old, you wish you'd have done a few more pull-ups. Look around here at some of these fellas. Amen. Uh, don't look at me. <laughs> I'm hiding up here behind the pulpit. You get 50 years old, man, you begin to wear out. Amen. Amen. i tell you what, though. Uh, I remember old Bobby McInvale, strong as a bull, strong as a bull. And he wasn't but like 120 years old. When I met. Amen. Amen. Strong as a bull. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of problems that people have, they're good people, they're living good lives, but a lot of, a lot of the problems that they have when they, get, they just get old, they're out of shape, they ain't done nothing but eat and worry, eat and worry, eat and worry, eat and worry. Well, you ought to have a good relationship with the Lord, pray and read your Bible and go to church, but do a little something for your health, lest you roll off, walk. Now, this is a strange world we live in. I think everybody ought to do that. Just stay in as good a shape as you can. I'm not saying you've got to weigh 120 pounds. I'm just saying have some strength about you. Lester Roloff walked every day. Lester Roloff wouldn't eat a hamburger. I love Lester Roloff, by the way. I like him. He's a, he's a good role model to look up to as a preacher. But he's like, boys, y'all better not be eating no hamburger and don't be eating no, no you know. Man, he didn't eat bacon or catfish or nothing. He didn't eat none of that stuff and walked every day and, stay, and died in an airplane crash. You don't know what's going to happen. You just don't know what's going to happen. But it, it might be that you don't die in an airplane crash. It might be that you live to 80. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And uh, I want to live to be 80 or 90 years old. But I don't want to outlive my children. And I don't want to spend the last 15 years of my life having somebody lead me around or anything like that. I'm going to tell you this, ladies, if we're talking about working, working's hard on you. And if you don't stay active and stay strong, it's going to be hard for you. The Bible says, listen, this ain't no prejudice whatsoever. The Bible says a lady is a weaker vessel. If you're going to be active in the world, you're going to have to be strong enough to bear up under it. That's just all there is to it. And wait till you have to start chasing children. Amen. And, and they worry you to death. Amen. I've had no stress in my life at all except wondering where my kids are. Amen. They get married and go off. I wonder what Maddie's doing right now. Amen. Not going to end just because they get married. Amen. Amen. Well, be strong. The strength of your body will have something to do with the strength of your mind. I I promise you that. Let me move on for that. Um, She perceiveth. That that word goes back up with verse 16. She considereth. Verse 18, she perceiveth that her merchandise is good. 
Let me ask you this, ladies. Is there any room in, for improvement in your life? I, I think nobody knows better than you. Amen. Don't you hate it when somebody else tells you what's wrong with you? Amen. Well, a lot of that stuff you can let go through. I find that a lot of criticism has more to do with the person's own self than the person they're criticizing. I don't think you get much constructive criticism. You might get it if you get a good preacher. You might get some good constructive criticism. If you got a boss that really cares about the product that his place of business is putting out, you might get some good constructive criticism from them. But I think if this lady can think, if she can, if she can uh, uh, consider, if, she, if this verse says she can perceive, I think that any lady and any man, frankly, knows their own faults and failures better than anybody. And if they had instruct themselves and follow that instruction, just the thing that you know you need to improve on, I think you'd be better off and you'd be happier than hearing it from somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm tired of you criticizing me all the time. <laughs> well, criticize yourself a little bit. And, and therein lies really the, the, uh, one of the secrets to every teenager's life. You know how you get your mom and daddy to quit jumping on you all the time? Jump on yourself. That's all you got to do. You, listen, you got a brain in your head. All you girls over there, even them little boys on the front row, even, they look, even though they look a little out in left field, they got brains in their head. And listen, it, it doesn't matter what age you are. As soon as you see something wrong, if you start self-correcting, and if mama sometimes says you can go do this or go do that, just think in your mind, what did she forget to tell me? She forgot to tell me what time to be home. And just be home when you think she would have said it. That would go a long way. And she'd go, hmm. Yep. Hmm. Yep. And that, that sort of thing, that self-correction, that, that perception, she perceiveth that her merchandise is good. That just perceiving that what you're doing is good and bad and self-correcting save you from a lot of criticism. Plus, they'll think you mature before you really are. Give you a little leeway. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's the way it is. You know why mama says be home at 9 o'clock? Because you'd be home at 2 in the morning. Well, just don't go that route. Go out and have fun. Come on. So I wish mama wouldn't fuss at me all the time. I wish mama trusted me. Well, just be trustworthy. But what that takes is perception. You have to be able to perceive what's allowable and what isn't. What isn't. And you all oh, mama's so hard. Wait till you get a little kid. And if you've been hard on your mama's, Woe be unto you, because the Bible says you reap what you sow. If you ain't got enough sense to mind your mama, then you probably ain't got enough sense to instruct your kids right, and so they ain't going to have the sense to act right either. That's a, that's a chain of events that's all connected. It's not disconnected. Amen. So you do what's right, you learn to do right, then you'll learn what to tell your kids right, and then you raise them up better. Amen. She layeth her hands to the spindle. Now she's in the sewing machine, sewing machine department. Her hands hold. Uh, just, I, I don't know, maybe that doesn't apply to every household today about sewing and all that stuff. I asked Miss Linda the other day, did she sew? And she said, well, I'll try. 
<laughs> and she obviously do try because there was a sewing machine that was sitting out like it had been used. And maybe that don't apply to every household now, but what you can do is try to build something for your kids. I don't know what sewing is, but putting stuff together and making something for your family or whatever. But uh, whatever you do, just do something for your family. Do something for other people besides yourself. And I think that's what a good lady will do. Amen. She'll do so and we've already talked about that, so I don't want to cover it again. She stretches out her hand to the board. Every once in a while, my wife will come to me and she'll say, I gave so-and-so this much money. And that never bothers me a bit because it's, it's not my money and it's not her money. It's our money. But we're both, we're both sympathetic and we're both charitable and we want to see other people make it. And uh, sometimes she'll say, I was going to give so-and-so $50. And I say, give them $100. You say, why? Because you stretch out your hand to the poor. The Bible says, if you lend to the poor, I'll repay it. Amen. Amen. And we don't lend nobody nothing. Amen. Amen. Ain't no sense in losing a friend over $5. I loaned you $5 when you was in trouble and you never paid it back. Just give it to them. Don't worry about it. Amen. She stretches out. A good woman will give. Amen. Don't want to get too far off the subject. She reaches forth her hands to the needy. Somebody needs something, help them out. The Lord's able to help you. So, well, I might only have enough for me. Give it anyway. And watch what the Lord does. I've never seen it fail. I've never seen it fail, Brother Nathan, about when something's needed, God always provides. Always provides. It all, he always provides. And if you're trying to help the poor, the, the God, listen, God promised that he, ladies, God promised God, and I don't know anybody that watches dimes and nickels like ladies. I'll tell you what, these fellas in here, I bet you they're not counting pennies, but I bet these ladies are. And R- Ruth can ring up a gun in a register real quick. Oh, that's... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And the ammo for that thing is going to cost, oh, mm, I don't know if that's... <laughs> uh, she can ring that stuff up in her head pretty fast, and I hate that. <laughs> Because I'm not one of those that likes to count the cost, amen. Uh, I mean, I want to support Remington just as much as I want to support the guy down the street that needs $25, amen. Hey, them folks, I don't want them to go in the poorhouse, amen. (laughs) If the Colt Firearms Department goes in the pot, we're all messed up, amen. We need them gun stores to thrive, amen. You want to keep your Second Amendment rights, don't you? Go buy a gun. Keep them folks in business. Amen. Oh, but Ruth, boy, she's counting every penny. And uh, she, she's a hoarder when it comes to money. She'll say, I'll say, let's go out to eat somewhere. Nothing, nothing too expensive. Nothing too expensive. I say, now, I don't have it on my phone like she does. Two or three, two or three taps on the phone, she eyeballing that balance. And sometimes she'll say, well, we, we probably shouldn't go eat nothing too expensive tonight. Uh, so I'll slip by an ATM sometime, get me a balance out. <laughs> we eating three times today. <laughs> Amen. You know who's another one like that? I ain't saying he's no lady. That's a penny pincher right there. But amen. Uh, but li- listen, this this uh, this, uh, this thing about being uh, watching every dime and uh, caring about every dime—you're not Ebenezer Scrooge, you know. God's going to take care of you. God's going to help you out, amen. That's one of my favorite movies, by the way. Uh, I, I do have the book, and I read the book, but it's a lot easier to watch the movie, amen. 
I've seen that thing a hundred thousand times. Every time Scrooge warms up to that little sick kid, I just bawl like a baby. <laughs> you say, why? Because I like stuff like that. Yeah. Amen. I've been poor before and had somebody help me out. Yeah. Amen. I know what it feels like to be on that end. Yeah. Amen. And that's another thing about cultural America. Have you ever heard somebody say, I know you have. You folks country as I am, I know you've heard this before. I ain't looking for no charity. You better, you better close your Bible then. Amen. Amen. You know what? One of the hardest lessons God's ever going to teach you is how to take help from somebody else. And if you, don't, if you ain't learned how to take help from some, somebody else, you don't know nothing about God. Not one thing. Amen. Well, why in the world should I? Well, hey, man, help somebody and see what it feels like. Oh, I just... It's been such a long time, Pastor, since I had a feeling. I just don't know if I, something's wrong with this church. I just think, God, well, you old Scrooge, do something. Do something for somebody else besides yourself, and you'll get a feeling. Amen. Well, you're waiting for the preacher to give you a feeling. If you're waiting for a feeling that I'm going to give you, you ain't going to feel too good. But you'll have to go, you'll have to go hire a preacher for that. But listen, you, go, you start taking the godliness that you hear in church and you go out and do something for somebody. Amen. Do something for somebody else once in a while. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, ladies are better than, that, than men are. Amen. Well, they seem to be more sympathetic. I think, they, I think they see needs a lot better than men do. I think because men are dominators, uh, they see their own needs most of the time. So if one of you fellas found out your wife been given... Twenty dollars to somebody in need. Don't get mad at her over that. God, God probably let you eat three or four times last week just cause the, the sympathy and the charity of maybe your wife. Amen, amen. See, some of you think God's blessing everything just cause of you. I'm such a, I'm such a man, you know. God just looks down at me and sees just a handsome, good-looking, rich, successful man. He just. No, you idiot. Your wife's been carrying you the whole way. <laughs> amen. Am I right, ladies? I figured there'd be some amens right there from the ladies, but maybe they're still thinking about something else. I don't know. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. Now, that scarlet, don't you think scarlet means red, but scarlet is actually wool. It can be red or green or anything like that. But anyway, you can study that yourself. Dress your kids warm when they go outside in the cold. Amen. Uh, listen, we was in the boat last night. There was three children in there, and they was bundled up like Eskimos. And every one of them went to sleep, and old Carson went to sleep and leaned over the side of the boat, and the, the water was spraying him <laughs> right in the face. He had that big old thick hoodie over his head. He didn't even know it. He woke up and said, Brother Mike. Oh, no, he said, Mr. Mike, my hoodie's wet. I was like, I know. You was, you was getting a shower going down through there. Uh, but all them boys was dressed up, and every one of them was asleep. One of them was slumped over the live well, and the other one was slept, uh, slooped, slooped over the side of the boat. What am I trying to say? <laughs> he was leaning over the side of the boat, and then the other one was up front, squished in between the little driver's box and Olin or something, sound asleep. I said, them kids are the smartest people. <laughs> <laughs> the mamas dressed them warm and they're sleeping like they ought to be at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let's look at verse 22. I don't want to quit halfway. She maketh, her, uh, she maketh herself coverings of tapestries, her clothing, of silk and purple. I, um, uh, 
I, I don't know everything there is to know about this, but I'll just tell you what from my experience is. I've spent a lot of time doing nothing. And uh, you can get nervous doing nothing, Brother Curtis. And you can have some... Uh, if you're doing nothing, you've got a lot of time to think. Uh, when I see this thing, she maketh herself coverings of tapestry. She's making something for herself. She's doing something for herself. And she's just doing it. It sounds like craft time to me, doesn't it? Uh, well, um, if you, some of you ladies got a problem with anxiety or depression or something like that, do something. Make something. And if you're going to make it for yourself, that'd be just fine. Well, you don't want to do nothing selfish. Well, it, it already said you was being charitable. So do something for yourself. Amen. And uh, uh, fellas, don't spend $1,000 on a gun. Get mad if she spends $5 on a shooting. Listen, I, I, get mad, I get mad at Ruth. I'll be mad as the day is long. I got like, well, it used to be true that I had like five pairs of shoes. And I had them forever. And uh, she said, well, I just spend $2 on my shoes. And I said, well, that's, because, that's why you have to buy 50 pairs a year because you buy $2 shoes and they don't last that long. So help yourself. But then I turned around one day and I, I had 50 pairs of shoes. And that, but anyway, what the point I'm trying to make is not how bad of a spender I am. The point I'm trying to make is <clears throat> buying a boat is okay. And buying a side-by-side -side is okay. And buying a new truck is okay. And buying a $1,000 rifle is okay. And $600,000 worth of ammo, which every man needs, by the way. Amen. Ladies, stop fussing. They need that ammo. Amen? Amen. Uh, but now, darling, I noticed in the, in the checkbook today, I noticed on the ATM where you spent like $8.00. You better, you better hold back a little bit there. <laughs> Amen. It's uh, the old Indian chief was riding along in his little squaw. His wife was walking along beside him there. And the fellow rode up and said, why are, you making your, why are you making your wife walk there? And he said, she ain't got no pony. LAUGHTER <laughs> Right, buy her a pony and let her ride around, amen. Let her get something. Oh, now listen. Here's this. Here's again this, this mentality again. Now, are we reading the Bible or are we reading Cosmopolitan? Bible. We're reading the Bible, right? Yeah. Now, you know, meek and a quiet spirit, that's what the Bible says. But that ain't the whole encompassing uh, life of a, of, a, of a situation there. She should be meek and a quiet spirit and all this stuff like that. But she can ride in the Cadillac just as good as anybody else can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, Brother Mike, you know it says not the plating of the hair or the putting on of jewelry or clothes. Well, the, wait a minute. It said clothes, too. You wanted to go around with no clothes? <laughs> Is that what that, if it means no jewelry and no makeup, then it has to mean no clothes, too. You ain't that stupid, are you? <laughs> We're reading the Bible, not cosmopolitan, right? Well, look what her clothes is made out of. Silk? Lord, have, I wouldn't be caught dead in silk, but I think... Prob if, you, 
Listen, if you catch me wearing silk, you go ahead and kill me and put me out of my misery. Her clothing is silk and purple. I don't know if you know what that means or not, but they're nice. Amen. And I got, I mean, there's some good, there's some great ladies that like guns and stuff. Amen. Amen. I know that they is, but that ain't all they like. They ain't even made out of the same stuff you are. Snails and puppy dog tails and stuff like that. Sugar and spice and everything nice. Amen. Amen. We was taught that kind of stuff when I was growing up. Supposed to be respectful to ladies and treat them nice. And I mean, just don't let them have nothing nice or they'll. I really think people think that way. Well, if they get nice and they make themselves look nice, then somebody, they're going to run off with somebody else. Again, I say, what kind of woman did you marry? I mean, we're not talking about marrying some floozy. If you picked her up on the street corner, maybe you got yourself a problem. But that, I don't believe that's the case in most independent Baptist churches. Is it? Is it? Matter of fact, I don't want to walk down the street. Me and Ruth got dressed up and went to Philadelphia. And we went and ate at a nice restaurant. And uh, we went and seen the orchestra. High class now. Then been to the orchestra. Had a good time. Then after that, we walked around the city and looked at the Christmas lights in the city. Well, I tell you what, I, you know, walking down the street with this fine lady on my arm, I don't want somebody to look at that, look at that good looking fellow with that. Long necked, dead, <laughs> muddy eyed. <laughs> That's as funny as I can be right there. Long necked, muddy eyed old floozy. Amen. Amen. Let her dress herself up. She ain't going to run off on you. If she runs off on you, it's because you're stupid. Amen. Not because she all of a sudden you let her look nice and wear some nice clothes. Amen. I honestly believe a lot of folks believe it's a sin. Amen. I told you the story about the Mennonites. Them ladies got to walk around dressed, dragging the ground and bonnets on their head and stuff like that. If they want to do that, that's fine. I'm not talking nothing bad about that. But the man ain't got to do none of that stuff. I don't like that. That ain't right. Now, you can do that. If your society says you do that, you, this is America. You do what you want to do. You can be like a Muslim, put a bag over their head if that's the way you want to do it. Amen. All that tells, all that, listen, all that tells me is either them's little slave women over there or they can't be trusted. Amen. But the man walk around and do whatever he wants to do and look ever how he wants to do. I'm talking about those men. Nice. Now, they got a right to do that. They can do it. And so, a lot of those men are good men. And they got good sense. And they have good businesses. And they have good work ethics. But there ain't no sense. And uh, a, a wife doesn't have any more responsibility for modesty than a man does. Yeah. Amen. But you don't hear that preached because seminaries don't teach that kind of stuff. Amen. She maketh fine linen. Let me, uh, verse number, oh yeah, here we're getting down to. Uh, this, has she, have y'all read the description so far? She's working hard, ain't she? Well, now we, her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth. That makes you feel good, don't it? Well, listen, you've got to enjoy all them verses about Man's ahead of the household and be subject to your own husbands and all that. You, that's the fun part for you fellas, but then she's working hard and you're sitting. Amen. 
the week is over, you can't do nothing about it. <laughs> this, it's true whether you like it or not. Amen. You ought to sit around once in a while getting under conviction about some of these things. Amen. Your wife is the most important thing you got. Amen. You ought to take care of her. Amen. Make her happy. Buy her some nice clothes. Amen. If she wants to do something, let her do it. She got sense enough to do it. She's a grown woman, ain't you? Well, I think I want to do this. Well, I don't think so. I think that's a bad idea. Well, let her fail at it then. Amen. Now look, let me give you just some common sense here. Young lady comes to you, you've been married a little while, she says, boy, I really want to do this. I got my heart set on this. You say, oh, you know, I'm so smart now. Oh, I think that's a bad idea, and I don't think I'm going to let you do that. And now she goes off, and she's got maybe her heart broke, and she don't know, and she wanted to do a thing. You wouldn't let her do it, and uh, she's never going to know. Now she's going to live with you for the next 60 years going, boy, what if, what if, what if? And maybe you're right. Maybe it's a stupid idea. And she goes off and does it and messes it up. And she comes back to you and says, you're right about that. Now, which one of them two scenarios you want to do? Actually, what you could do is say, that would be hard to do. I think I'll help her do it. If you've got time. I mean, if the hunting club wouldn't miss you too much. Huh? Or whatever it is that takes up all your time. I mean, I like... Uh, I do my hunting at Food Line. <laughs> but I do go to the rifle range and shoot quite a bit. Hey Amen. I'm not practicing to shoot at uh, deer. Hey Amen. Yeah. I, I told you the other night, thus always the tyrants. Hey Amen. I'm waiting for the UN troops to land on American soil. Then we're going to turn from paper to something else. Hey Amen. But anyway, anyway. I can take a little bit of that effort and put it somewhere else where she, if she wants to do something. Is that all right? Like I said, it don't matter if it is or not because the week is over. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Amen. I hope he's talking about how he got there. This fellow's set up now. He's... He gets to hobnob with the big wigs. Yeah. Amen. Uh, brother, brother Mark McGay, he said, I wouldn't be nothing. He said, I wouldn't be a preacher or nothing if it wasn't for Ruth. I kind of disagree with that, but I'm, I'm not against the fact that she helped me get. I say get where I'm at. I, I don't think I'm nowhere. I don't think I'm nobody. And like I said, but when I started off, I can't even talk to a lady. I think, oh, you know, she probably thinks I'm stupid or something. Uh, this lady's looking at me like, is he trying to say something or what's he trying to do? And I can see it in their face, man. I can read minds easy. And I'm thinking, well, have a nice day. <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm not nobody. I, I'm nobody. I know that. I ain't got a brain in my head. I couldn't do math. I couldn't do none of that stuff. I can read the bottom line. This is how much we got. This is how much we ain't got. I got two apples here. Amen. I'm going to, yeah, I, I, I got basic sense. I, I know uh, where a lot of my help comes from. Amen. Amen. I wouldn't give her quite that much credit. I mean, she don't tell me what to preach. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. When I first started getting to preach, I mean, on a regular basis, started pastoring the church, I had this habit. 
Uh, now I try not to keep nothing in my pockets, but I'd be jingling coins around or something like that. And I'd go, now you need to stop that. You need to mind your business. <laughs> I can barely stand up here and look at people. I'm going to jingle the change if I want to. Hey, man, you just leave me alone. I'm doing this. You sit down there and just say amen. <laughs> amen. I'm in charge around here. Help me get my shoes off. <laughs> Amen. Amen. She, verse 24, she maketh fine linen and selleth it and, and delivereth girdles unto the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing and, shall, and she shall rejoice. Remember I said about doing stuff willingly and I said about making things and doing something for yourself. That rejoicing, some of that rejoicing is going to come from doing for others and some of it is going to do for, do, uh, uh, I'd say uh, that your mind needs fulfilling just like anybody else's does. So get some fulfillment of your mind and your heart. Do some things that you want to do. If you're a husband, help them do some of those things. Amen. Strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. Sometimes the work gets so hard you might be pulling your hair out. But when you see the results of your labors. And have a little patience. You'll rejoice in time to come. Amen. Verse number 26, she openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Remember, remember that. Be kind. Uh, let the men do the fussing and fighting. Be kind and see what that does for your heart and for your mind. You don't have to, you don't have to, uh, you know, I don't like to see no woman fight. I mean, I don't like to see I, I, uh, I guess the picture, the, the picture that I got of a woman is my mother. It, it certainly ain't no Hollywood floozy. Don't try to be like them. If you've got a good mother, if you know somebody that's got a good mother, just be like that. And uh, when I think of something like that, now my mother had some hard times when I was little. She went through some hard stuff. My mom was kind of mean, kind of strict. Kind of mean, kind of strict. But I grew up in a good church where I seen some ladies. And I don't hold that against my mother. I feel sorry for my mother. Amen. If my dad would have lived long enough to, for me to get 20, 25 years old, I'd have whooped his hide for treating my mama that way. And so some hardships came. That surely did. But I looked around and I saw some ladies that had the law of kindness in their heart. And when I did, I knew it. I knew it right there. I knew it then and there. Amen. When I first moved to Delaware, I met a, a lady named Carla Coleman, and her heart was the law of kindness. She was living in Delaware, but she was from the mountains of Tennessee. And just as soon as I met her, I knew she had it. Hey, hey, honey, how you doing? I was like, I'm doing fine. Hey, can I rent a room at your house? <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I did, too, except for she wouldn't take no rent. You just come on in here and... Find yourself a job and get set up here, honey. Amen. I, I go to her grave today. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I can remember meeting some of these ladies, Miss Faye, Miss Linda. Come on over and talk to Bobby, would you? Get over there and talk to Bobby. And These ladies were kind. Amen. They were kind. For some reason, I just thought, well, I'm not going to talk about that. I was about to talk about another strange fellow we, I met here, but no, that's not the point tonight. <laughs> she openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. I tell you, ladies, you can do a lot. You can do a lot. Some of you ladies could do a lot for some of these young fellows. They may not even be your son, but you could do a lot for them. Yeah. 
You know, a man or a woman could do a lot of damage by taking advantage of folks younger than them or weaker than them. And that kind of stuff happens all over the world. And ain't that terrible, people taking advantage of little kids. But a lady that's uh, grown up and got some sense and knows what these kids are going through, man, you make all the difference in the world. I, I, I know this. I've had men tell me, hey, boy, stop running in the church. And I stop thinking, start to get mad, and I think, well, he's probably right about that. And start looking up to them. And I've had ladies be just as nice as they could possibly be. And, man, I like her. I like her. Amen. And, and just have that kind of an, an attachment to somebody. When I was uh, 14 years old, this lady that was working at the youth camp for our church, she knew I wasn't no good. She knew I was mean as the devil. I was going to church because I was being made to go to church. And I was doing everything I was doing at home because I was being made to do it. There wasn't no kind of a good relationship right there for a little while. And I'm mean as the devil, and I'm sitting there listening to Dale Hawks preach on hell, and I got a little bit under conviction, and maybe that woman saw it on me. And after church, after the church service led out there in the, uh, in the little uh, community room there, as I was going out the door, glad that the preaching was over, this little old lady, her name was Irene Black, she stopped me and said, young man, she said, young man, I believe God's going to call you to preach one day. I said, not me. Because I was trying to be cool then. I was trying to be slick. Yeah. Amen? But I went off and thought about that a little bit. And that little old lady's kindness, just the kind words. Boy, I tell you what, you should have been paying attention better. I was paying attention, actually, but, boy, I've had plenty of that. I tell you what, you should straighten up right now. Maybe there's a time for that. Maybe some of you men need to say, hey, straighten up. Yeah. But that law of kindness... I could hear it in their voice. Amen? When I got out of the Marine Corps and got back in church, one of the first voices I heard was, young man. Amen. It was a direct word, but it was a kind word. Yeah. Amen. Law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. That's where that depression comes from. That's where that fit. See, a lot of folks have come to the place where I don't want this no more because I'm just so lonely. I'm just so empty. Well, don't do nothing idle then. Keep busy. Keep moving. God will bless you. God will help you. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. He praiseth her. He praiseth her. He praiseth her. That's a good job. That's a good meal. Even if it ain't how mama made it. Amen. Has any of you fellas ever said something that probably wasn't too smart to say? Uh, so, some of the things I got away with because I do got a good wife. Amen. But Lord have mercy. She, our first date, Brother Curtis, she made a meatloaf. It was the absolute worst meatloaf you've ever seen in your life. Nobody ate it. <laughs> We throwed it out to the dogs and the dog wouldn't eat it. <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm dying, I promise you that. Them dogs said, looked at that thing and it's like, no thank you. 
She started making the fried chicken. I was like, this ain't fried chicken. <laughs> this ain't mashed potatoes, neither. If there ain't no pepper in this mashed potatoes, that ain't it. <laughs> well, let's put it in there after. You don't put it in there after. You put it in there during. <laughs> you put it in there while you're making it. You season the food while you... If you've got to season food after it comes to the table, that ain't it. That ain't good food. Good food's made on the stove. Amen. And I was dumb enough to say stuff like that when we first got married. Amen. Praise her. That's the best, worst meatloaf I ever seen. <laughs> Amen. It ain't going to hurt you. It ain't going to hurt you. You say, that's real good. Next time, let's try it like this. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Let's try it this way. Yep. Brother Mike, that's awful close to lying. But it's awful close to safe, too. Amen? <laughs> Amen. He praiseth her. I say that in jest. You're going to fuss back and forth about things, but it ain't going to hurt you to say good job once in a while. Amen. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful. You know, I always want, uh, I often wondered who he was talking to right there. I mean, the fellow had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Thou excellest them all. I guess he had a favorite. I don't know. <laughs> favorite, uh, favor is deceitful. But you only got one to worry about. Yeah. Amen. So you, you should have no problem. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord... She shall be praised. Above all things, ladies, fear the Lord. If you'll go, if you, and what, what am I talking about fearing the Lord? Well, fearing the Lord can be like this for you. Don't make a move till you pray about it. Pray about everything and ask God to direct you and ask, you, ask God to give you the sense to do a thing. If it's business or if it's making decisions or helping somebody or doing something, just pray about everything. God, help me to do this right. Help me to do the right thing. And Lord, I don't want to make a move. I don't want to mess this up. Let me, I mean, I want to do the very best I can. And I believe the Lord will accept that as uh, recognition toward Him. And I, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that living that kind of life is what the fear of the Lord is supposed to be. I don't want to mess this up. Brother Curtis, I don't want to mess this up. My wife and my children, I don't want to mess this up. And I feel like Ruth uh, feels the same way, and I feel like most of you do that. I mean, we make all kinds of foolish mistakes, but I, I feel certain that a bunch of folks on, in church on Friday night that listen to a fellow preach an hour, I feel pretty sure you're probably here because you want to do what's right and not just because it's a fad or something like This is not a fad church. But I feel like uh, if you'll uh, have that much uh, consideration to say, God, help me do this right. I believe he'll help you. I believe God will look at you and say, that's somebody that fears not doing things my way. Worries about not doing things my way. And if you're going to worry, you may as well worry about not doing things God's way. Yeah. Worry about doing it God's way. Amen. And he'll bless you for it. He surely will. I hope nobody took no offense for anything I said. It's very, very sincere tonight about these, this kind of thing. I'm telling you, these kind of things I've talked about has... The, the lack of them has ruined many lives, and the abundance of them has saved many a marriage. Saved it. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for your goodness and for your grace. And Lord, I 
did my best tonight, dear God, to talk about these things in a way that men and women both could apply them to themselves and young people alike. And, uh, Lord, I could think of nothing better, God, and no, no better reward, dear God, of, of uh, pre, uh, being a preacher than to see that people are hearing the Word of God and, and following not what some man said, but what the Bible said about the thing. And, Lord, I know that will lead to their uh, improvement and to their encouragement and to the betterment of their lives, both of their uh, husbands and wives and children. And Lord, that's what we need. We need Christian homes that will set a great and a godly example so that the world will see it and marvel and also turn to fear of the Lord as well. Help us, O oh God, in these things. Thank you for this week of meetings. Thank you for the uh, for the for the blessings we've received, God, and for the kindness that we've received this week. I pray you'd put it back on the heads of this church and the visitors that have come this week. I, I pray you'd bless them back a thousand times for how good they've been to us this week. And I thank you and praise you, God, for all you do. In Christ's name we ask these things. Amen. Amen. All right, Brother Nathan, here you go. Do what you need to do. All right, now we're going to take that tape. We recorded that. We're going to take that tape and we're going to start selling that for $10 a piece for marriage counseling. That's about everything you need to know right there. All in an hour. So, hey man, that's a great blessing. All right, we got some food next door.